Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to the latest episode of Half Street High Heat. Thank you for joining us as always. I am Amanda. You can follow me on Twitter at awhite7877. I am joined as always by my good friends and co-hosts, Nick and Ryan, whom you can follow on Twitter at DCNatchat. And you can follow the show at Half Street High Heat. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Except uh, I'm, mit- I'm missing the Bachelorette right now, so can we speed this up? <laughs> But you're a man, so that's okay? Is that the way the rest of that sentence was going? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, was, I'm comfortable with my masculinity. That was really, yeah, that was really unacceptable. Yeah, yeah. it's a great well, bonding a experience, yeah. so back off. Very nice. <laughs> Very nice. All right, well, um, I forgot to plug the DMV Sports Network's Twitter, so let me do that now before we move on. Um, be sure to follow them too, all of you listening at DNV underscore SN, and check out the website at dnvsportsnetwork.com. So let's get right into it, Ryan. Can you give us our week in recap? Yes, I can. All right. So the Marlins are 36 and 61. They are nine games worse than any NL team. And if the season ended today, they would have the sixth pick in the MLB draft. At fourth place. You know what time it is. It's time for Keeping Guess Up what time with it the is. Mets. The Mets had a four-game series against the Giants. They lost three of them on walk-offs in incredible fashions. One of those walk-offs was a bloop hit to left field that had a 99% catch rate around the league on balls similar to it. Um, the left fielder just somehow didn't catch it and booted right off his glove. Two runs scored. It seemed very, very similar to... Castillo, second base against uh, the Yankees when A-Rod popped it up, and he dropped it. Mets, man. Um, And then one of the walk-off home runs, drama, followed. After a very tough 16-inning loss, um, Anthony DiComo, who is one of the best beat reporters on the game, took exception to Thor not answering questions after the loss. Um, He commented that, no, Syndergaard walked away after the game, did not speak to anyone, and the losing pitcher sat there and answered questions. Noah Syndergaard took exception to the tweet, calling him out, saying, our entire relationship has changed in one tweet. I will not talk to you. 
Um, if you have anything to say, you could talk to me in person. If you have an issue, you can say it's my face and not through Twitter. I'll tell you what, the Mets do not like reporters. <laughs> um, when asked if the Mets made Wheeler's injury worse by pushing Zach Wheeler to make two starts before the break, Mickey said, and I quote, if you can't pitch every fifth day in the big leagues, you don't deserve to be a starter. It's wonderful to see that the team that ruined Matt Harvey and several other other pitchers, including telling Noah Syndergaard, you don't need a, a MRI before season-ending injury, they haven't changed a bit. The Mets do not care about pitchers' arms. They are 45 and 54. The Phillies I'm just going to are... you off. <clears throat> Sorry. How is Anthony DeComo <clears throat> going to say anything to Thor's face if Thor walks away? Hmm? That's what That's I'm saying. He's a coward. He's a coward. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she cut his hair. Thor Mets, man. <laughs> well, um, we have a lady Thor met. now, so. That's <laughs> true. Thor's old Mets. Mets gonna Met. The well, Phillies are smiling. Sorry. Okay, Amanda. Um, I'm gonna do that again <laughs> since someone talked. The Phillies are smiling. <laughs> Get it? Smiling. As they address their pitching early uh, with nine days to go for the deadline by signing Drew Smiley. He threw six oh. innings, two runs, uh, walked two. Can't remember the rest. They will be very active in the next nine days. They split a four-game series against the Dodgers in large part because of Bryce Harper. Then they took two or three against the Pirates. They are five and three in their last eight, 52-48 overall, and they're tied for the second wild card spot with about four other teams. Entering last night's game, the National Star pitchers have not taken the loss in 27 games tying the major league record this shows one that they haven't played anyone good and also how good the starting pitching has been and two how awful the bullpen is and how the bullpen can and will kill any dreams that this team has going forward if davy doesn't kill them first but we'll get to that later national split a massive four-game series against the braves they're still sitting on top of the wild card and that's all that matters they have a half game lead over the brewers they are 52 and 40 six and they have a doubleheader tomorrow the Braves are interested in just about every single high-end pitcher and reliever on the market they will make a splash they have the number two ranked farm system so they can pick and just pick and please to whoever they want um, in a seller's market the Braves split a four-game series against the Nats which honestly was kind of must-watch TV as both teams blew late leads had clutch hits had questionable managerial decisions on both sides Phantom featured the handsome man himself Juan Soto, plug. Uh, they are the second team to 60 wins in the National League as their hold on the NL East is still strong. They are 60 and 41, and that is the NL East with one week to go till the deadline. Very interesting week it is going to be, I would say. I think the Nats are going to make some Wow, moves, what a prediction. I know. Hot take. It's going to be interesting. I, you know, I, I, uh, I can't wait to see what Rizzo has in store for us. It's going to be, it, it always surprises me every time. It's never what I what thought. What is it you always say? Oh, that's all, that's the analysis people come here to listen to. Exactly. That's the kind of <laughs> high grade analysis our listeners are looking for. So we get paid the big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So our good, the bad, and the ugly segment for the first half is actually not going to be good, bad, and ugly. It's going to be amazing, good, and ugly. So, oh, and we will talk about the poll that I don't want to talk about, but we'll do that. Anyway, <laughs> um, the amazing, 
which uh, Ryan just mentioned, that the starting pitchers for the Nats went 27 straight games without taking a loss, which would have we would have eclipsed the record if uh, they had managed it last night, but they did not. So tied for the longest in Major League Baseball history. So that's a pretty good stat. Yay! <laughs> you guys I mean, say? we... we- <laughs> we easily could have gotten the record, but um, I mean, obviously Max going <clears throat> down hurt, and the bullpen didn't really do Joe Ross any favors because Joe Ross left. Yeah, he had given up three runs, but that was still like wasn't too much to overcome. But for some reason, we couldn't hit Kevin Gossman of all people, which makes like that zero sense. Let it down more um, than the bullpen. In my yeah, mind, so, exactly. In my mind, this uh, record's still holding because Joe Ross was a spot start, and therefore it does not count. So we'll look to make history on Wednesday, or whatever day it is, tomorrow, Tuesday. Who's excited? Yeah, I am. I am. I am. <laughs> we'll, we'll just pretend. We will We will reject your facts and substitute our own. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's a pretty cool thing. Um, the next thing we're going to do is the good, which is Adam Eaton, as much as you two can't stand him, has been pretty good lately. Um, in his last 15, he's slashing 317, 362, 429, uh, with no homers, four RBIs, five strikeouts, and five walks. Um, I just yeah. want to point out that Steven nice Strasburg had Steven Strasburg had more RBIs that one game against the Braves than Adam Eaton has in his last 15. Um, I just want to point <laughs> that out. So then, no, you don't have anything yes. nice to say. So. <laughs> oh no, man, my uh, my nice was putting him in here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. Fair. And then that Strasbourg game one... is so fun. You people who hate the D- who want the DH in the National League have no souls. I just want to throw that out. So, yeah, that was the I'm first not, time that's no, ever happened okay. in MLB so, history. Wow. I knew you were going to bring this up. I was just waiting for you to bring this up. <laughs> I imagine was waiting for it too. I said to my husband when uh, it happened. Uh, I was imagine like, that game, but all the time because a DH actually provides value in the order and isn't an easy out. Strasbourg, this There's is like a once a season type thing. There's not as nearly as fun. It's not the same. It's not like watching a DH get hit. Okay, yeah, because the object of baseball is having like fun. That. It's not winning championships and having good seasons. Yeah, it yeah, is a game. That makes sense. It is supposed to be fun for them and for the people who watch it. That is baseball is a business. Yeah, you know it's fun, winning, fun winning, winning, Yeah. Okay, Nats pitchers are but still you know what slashing happens in below every one hundred. Not about the fans. <laughs> in every single game, somebody still wins. So if winning is fun, it's still fun, even though the National League doesn't have a game. Well, they win less World Series than the AL does, and the AL has a DH, so it changed my mind. Yeah, you were not AL team better. Okay, but back to Adam. Nope, Eaton. they have less. Back to Adam Eaton because, <laughs> I mean, pitcher's hitting is dumb. Um, the one nice thing I will say about Adam Eaton, I did say if the Nats went on a run, that Adam Eaton would in all likelihood be their MVP because that's something they would need someone on base uh, for all the guys behind him to drive him in. So I was right. So, there you go. There you go. Just wanted, the nice thing I have to say about Adam Eaton is I was right. <laughs> yep. There we go. All right. So let's talk about the ugly, which is, as per usual, the bullpen. Um, nine losses in the last 27 games. Um, yeah. So, I mean, what can you say at this point? <clears> um, so they have. They screw it up. They have 19 blown saves, which is. I mean, I, I can't say the word I want to say for how many that is for it to be not even the trade deadline yet. That's absolutely stupid for how many that is. But the good news is, the good news is, they're the second worst bullpen ERA in only 
a team that's on pace to be one of the five worst teams ever has a higher bullpen ERA, the Orioles. So <laughs> things are looking wow. up. Yeah, people. who who we couldn't even like sweep a two game series from. Oh, yeah, the, bull- the bullpen <laughs> gave up game. eight I runs too. I was so pissed at that game. I was just like, I don't even want to go there. It was terrible. But then again, the All Orioles right, won anyway. a series against the Red Sox, so looks That's better on us, I guess. Yeah, so there was a poll in about songs. So anyway, let's move on. <laughs> Amanda no, 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 is no, no, currently no, no, no. winless in every single poll, poll we've done. Um, despite despite I all actually, of Amanda's best efforts, she lost because her song just I'm, wasn't as good of a pick. Amanda as was like lobbying I, hard. I, I, I know. Think this I, is this tweet, is actually the first poll where Amanda. This is the first poll where Amanda didn't finish in last, and it took her lobbying like so last? much Remember? just to not finish in last. Yeah, <laughs> I was. Last? But I wasn't lying. Well, it's because you picked the Magic Dragons. Everyone hates Magic Dragons. Exactly. They're the new Nickelback. No, I have to say. Yeah, but at least, at least in the I don't like the idea of the Welcome to DC song just because I don't love that the it's already being used by the Wizards. I feel like you actually have to. Yeah, well, you know it's you know being what, used by the Wizards. You know, you know what they say to that? It won the poll. <laughs> well, that is Everyone else sad. liked it. Lawyered. Lawyered. And you, you picked a song with profanity in it. How dare you? Hey, there's a clean yeah, version. Uh, think of the children. Friendly. Think of the children. There's a clean version of the song out there that they had for radio. Yeah, you think that's what kids are going to like listen to when they Google your song? How dare you? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Why would children do anything else after this song? <laughs> All right, moving on. We're going to talk about Max, who unfortunately hit the DL and um, with his <clears throat> in his back. Which, um, for those of you who do not know, it is an old man injury. Max Scherzer is officially old. It's just f in the chat. I'm very upset about this moment. Yeah, it, but it it it's almost like he could be back sooner if his job in this stupid part of the league didn't require him to hit. Uh, but because he has to hit, because he has to hit, he can't come back as soon. Yeah, because he has sure to make sure his back's a hundred percent healed. It is. Oh, that's a hundred percent a factor. You can't even like. You can't even argue sure that it's not a factor. Throwing hundred pitches is not the reason we have to make sure it's completely healed. But he sure. still has to hit, which is still uh, something to consider when bringing him back to work. So, yeah. do you think he would be back? Pitcher hitting right is now completely the American League team. The answer is. Obvious. I think he would be. I think he would be back sooner. Absolutely. Uh, that's not, uh, but it's not even a question. The good news here is. He is going to pitch the first game of the Dodgers series, and he is going to pitch against the Braves. So he got a nice little week off, even though he is old, because this becomes very common as the older you get in males Two weeks when you off, use really. your back muscles too much. Um, he's been carrying the team because the bullpen's so bad, and the fact that he has to hit is just another burden on him. <laughs> and I just feel sorry for the guy. He hates it so much. I'm sure he wishes that he didn't. He, he hates it so much it. that he broke his nose. <laughs> on on so purpose, he so he wouldn't have to hit again. Everything oh, Max yep. says is possible. He even broke his nose in an awesome way. I was pretty embarrassing. Yeah, <laughs> no, that was not an awesome way. <laughs> I love it. I thought it was the most awesome thing. Ever. No, that's a kind of injury where someone asks you. No, that's someone. That's a kind of injury where someone asks you how you got hurt, and you're like, "Oh, bar fight," <laughs> not yeah. like I like just took like a pitch off bunting and then hit myself in the face with the ball. <laughs> when my son was like eight years old, he fell at the park and like, like he felt like he hit his 
forehead right on a metal bench and had this nasty gash. And he went around telling all his friends that he had a shark bite. Yep. There was video. Well, a lot of sharks in Winchester. It's a problem. As someone who's been bit by a shark, I'm really offended by that. Oh. Yeah, think of the shark attack survivors. Come on. Well, you know what they yeah, say about those who've lost. By yeah, boomers. Yeah, boomers who who use try to tweet out to beat a millennial. Never mess with a millennial on social media. That's why I won. Yeah, <laughs> I will point out, however, that uh, I am firmly Gen X, not not boomer. And if you call me that, we're gonna have to have problems. I don't even know what Gen X is. So. Yeah, it sounds like a, <laughs> sounds like something a boomer would say. Just like a millennial. Only, only know about yourself. Okay, I'm, anyway, I'm going to read the storm area 51. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my 15 year old is obsessed with that story. He thinks it's the funniest thing ever. We're going to be on vacation, but he's very mad that we're going to be out of the country and running around. Vacation in Utah. <laughs> Utah. <laughs> Oh, wait, where's Area 51? Which is not where Area 51 is. It's in Nevada. It's in Las Vegas. Damn. Change my mind. <laughs> no, uh, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't remember if it was Utah or, Utah or Nevada, and I went with Utah. Well, they moved the aliens the to Utah, but anyways. <laughs> anyways, back to business. And they are now called Mormons. <laughs> <laughs> Back on track. Zimmerman <laughs> is on the IL again. Uh, with, he had the thing happen last so, night in the foot. Plantar fasciitis again. I think he's cooked. He's yeah, the thing in the foot. Yeah, I mean, if you can't, it's hard. I mean, especially when you've been doing this your entire life. It's what you love. It's what you know. But, like, if you can't even just run to first base without something acting up, like, I think it's time. Like, Zim, you're a gnat for life. No one's ever going to wear your number again. They're probably going to build one of those weird moving statues for you behind uh, the home plate entrance. They are but dude, weird. you they're so ugly. I hate them. Yeah, I'm glad they took that's... them out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you can't run the first anymore, dude. Like, it's time. Hang them up. The, the, yeah. way you think, the way you claim to, stop hurting the team. You are hurting the team because if you're there, they're going to keep running you. And how many, a couple of these games, I feel like if we had had you know, a better bat in the lineup in his place, we might have won those games. And it's just... Yup. Don't fact yeah. check me on this, but Strauss has <laughs> more hits with runners on base than Ryan Zimmerman does and Zim came back from IL. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, I, I think he honestly might be right. Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, his numbers are ugly. Fasciitis put together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, plantar fasciitis is just one of those things that lingers. So, I mean, you're looking at September at best, and considering his injury history and how the season's gone already, yeah, I don't see it happening. And it, it it's not like his offensive numbers uh, are good enough to like warrant him being re-signed. You know so, what the thing is? If the National League had a DH, it would be fine because he can come back in September and just play <laughs> DH. But since pitchers hit, he has to take a valuable spot. But he I will say that the thing run to first base is that how that works? I'm a fundamental dude. Yeah, but he has to be out there fielding ground balls at first and yeah. take a valuable spot. I think David Ortiz's said, feet didn't listen? hurt. <laughs> God. Um. All right, but I will say though, the thing that sucks is Davy said. If Zimmerman is healthy, he's our starting first baseman. So when he comes back, he's going to have to get – he's not going to be in the swing of things. It's probably going to be in September. 
they're going to be in a position where they can't afford to lose games in September. They're going to throw Ryan Zimmerman batting fifth, who's not going to have his timing, who's going to need at-bats to get back and things. Can they really afford that for him to basically have rehab games out there to get caught back up in Major League speed? I don't think they're going to do I can see it right now. Zim's going to start the playoff game or the play-in game. I can see it. They're so loyal. It blows my mind. I really don't. I don't think they'll do it. I think the loyalty will end somewhere. And I, what I want to see... Are you sure? It'll end, it'll end when their season ends because there won't be any more chances for them to play him. What I want to see is in a September game sometime when they're either out of the playoffs or they clinch a playoff berth and they bring him in as a defensive substitution in like the sixth inning and have him play third base for the rest of the game. And yeah. have the Nats oh, fans no, all the I, love I, that they well, have for him and then See, send him on his way. If I think David it'll be Wright the, was a uh, nat, the he'd other be way starting. Around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's funny like, because it was, <laughs> I, I said this the same. Like said this before. I think it's the other way around. Same concept. The they start him at third. He plays. I mean, ideally like five, six innings, but it just depends on the situation. He gets an at bat basically maybe two, um, and then they pull him to a standing ovation, just like David yeah, Wright got right. last year. Yeah. <clears throat> like, believe... No matter what they do, they gotta do it. Believe it or not... That's two. I, I like Ryan Zimmerman. He was the first Nats jersey I had in 2006 when I was on to my first game. Sat by first base. Love the guy. But sports are a business, and every single player hits that moment where they're not helping the team, and you got to move on. And we're 100 – actually, I said this last year. It was really last year when it was. They're 110% at that moment with Ryan Zimmerman. It's time. Yeah. It, it's like the the Tom That's Brady time. thing. Like he, 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 When people ask Tom Brady when he's going to retire, um, he literally said, when I suck. Like and he hasn't sucked yet, so he's not going to retire. <laughs> One, Ryan what, Zimmerman, three Super Bowls since that comment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ryan Zimmerman kind of needs to like adopt the same philosophy, and it's not as far as like the sucking part because I think we're past that. But it's the like both of you have said: Can he really do this anymore? Like, is he healthy enough to do this anymore without taking away from the team? And the answer is no. So you just got to accept it. Take. I mean, he, he's not going to be hurting for money. It's not like his livelihood is on the line here and he has to keep working. Like, he's going to be fine. He's going to move into a front office role and be, like, a special advisor to the team or whatever it may be. Like, he will be around. He'll have his number retired. Uh, he'll have a great send-off whenever he plays third, uh, one of the final games of the season. Just take it. Obviously, you'll have regrets because you weren't able to be on the field as much as you would like, as much as you have would have liked. But I mean, there's really no like, you can't he really hang your head. And play. Yeah, football. exactly. That's not something most guys in the league can do. So, I, I, no, I, I no, no one really does that my anymore. Favorite nap. It's hard to like. He, yeah, he he's the I mean, one he... who like made you excited about the Nats for the first time. <laughs> He needs to look in the mirror and ask if is this still worth it to keep playing and keep putting yourself through this pain. Like every athlete has this moment. Like we saw Gronk retire for the same reason. Big Ben had the same conversation after all his injuries, even though he's still playing. It's do you want to keep putting yourself through this if you can't stay healthy? And like is it he's gonna have to have this conversation with him and his <laughs> with him and his wife. Reverse it. Sorry. 
No, 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 you're good. <laughs> <laughs> it just came to mind. Yeah, I, I, I think it's over. I don't think we're gonna see. I think we'll see him play once more, and it's gonna be very. Nicki Minaj. Yes. That All right. <laughs> <laughs> let's, talk more, let's talk about the break um, that just ended. So, what did we learn from the break? The first. Um. Was, are they contenders? Can uh, they really contend? So, go ahead. I don't. I don't think the Braves are that good. I'm not impressed with them. Um, I think they're benefiting from the fact that the Nats got off to a bad start. The Phillies didn't get off as hard as hot as they did, um, and then they had a pretty easy schedule. Watching them, I feel like they're basically the same team as the Nats, just a lot younger. They have the same issues. Obviously, the Nats bullpen's a lot worse. I I think the I think the division's done. Like this was the Nats' chance, and we saw their massive. Uh, Issues pop up. The bullpen was terrible, couldn't be trusted, and Davey made terrible decision after terrible decision all series long that lost them games, and that's gonna keep plaguing them. Like you, you can address the bullpen, you can't take the stupid out of the manager, and that's why I don't really. That's why I don't think they're legit contenders. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly why. Is that, I mean, having a bad bullpen is going to knock you down from contender status and having a clueless manager will also knock you down from contender status, but combine the two. And I mean, there's really no real reason for optimism because no matter how good your starting pitching is or your offenses or your defenses, I mean, you have a bad manager and a bad bullpen. You're going to lose games no matter how well you play the first seven innings, just how it is. It is how it is. And I'll tell you, I said a week or two, was it a week ago or two weeks ago, when we were talking about can they catch the Braves, that it's not outside the realm of possibility because we've seen bigger leagues squandered in shorter amounts of time. So I'll, I'll mm-hmm. stick with that, which is, you know, I, six and a half back is a big gap, but they play them ten more times, and if they can keep even or, you know, make some make up some ground against other teams, that it's not totally outside the realm of possibility. But I think their bigger problem is Davey. It doesn't really matter whether they catch the Braves or not. I don't they've got any shot in the playoffs with Davey Mitchell. I mean, yeah, it, it's not out of the, the realm of possibility um, just because it's baseball. People get injured. So if like uh, Acuna goes down or Freddie Freeman goes down, yeah. I mean, chances are we, we have a good shot. But if w- the Braves are healthy and the Nats are healthy, there's just not enough time and not enough gap. Uh, it's not like we're that much better than the Braves when we're healthy. I mean, you could argue that we're not better than the Braves if both teams are healthy. Like, that's a legitimate argument. So there's just not enough games left if both teams are fully healthy to where the Nats can uh, catch the Braves. Um, so it would take something like an, a, a big-time injury for the Braves for the Nats to be able to gain ground at this point. I mean, <laughs> Davey threw the oldest player in baseball for the eighth inning oh and had God. him... The Nats had all the momentum in the world, and then he throws him again for a second inning against the top of the Braves lineup, which has been a top-five lineup in baseball all year long. Dude doesn't get it out. How do you not bring Doolittle in right there? Like he's And then again the next night. Yeah, I mean, Ronnie has been, like, kind of a surprise this year, considering the fact that he's 45 years old. But let's go ahead and ruin that in three innings by overusing him because you're an absolute moron. Yeah, I mean, you, you can only use a 
fifty-two-year-old out of the bullpen so so often. Yeah, that man is aging fast. Yeah, I mean, well, with Davey's every doing that to his arm. Yeah, his his elbow is sixty-nine years old at this point. Um, so, yeah, and that was just one of the inexplicably stupid decisions. Yeah, one of many. We could do an entire episode just thing, on like, the, the Brave series and Davy's idiotic decision. This was. This was arguably the biggest series of the year, even though he says about 20 times. And it just showed that he can't handle it. Like, if this is a big playoff series or even big playoff game, is he going to throw for Matt Grace out there for the third straight inning because he doesn't know what to do and the Nats just tied in bottom eighth inning? Like, what's he going to do when the games legitimately matter? Can can he actually be trusted? He's going to do exactly what he just did. That's what he's going to do. Yeah. And then he's going to be like, oh, that was my guy in that situation. That's his role. Even the roles legit do not matter. You just got to do what you got to do get to the 10th inning when you just tied it off their closer in the ninth inning. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's insane. I, I I was so excited when Robles hit that bomb and then wah, wah. <laughs> it's Davey was it, action. Wah, wah, when when I got the update that they tied it, was it wrong that the first time my mind was the bullpen's going to blow it in the bottom half? No, nope. that was the first thing in all right. our minds. <laughs> yeah. Like I, like I, I knew it was done. I also feel like the Nats are like O and one sixty two on Sunday night baseball. Yeah, no, they're like the they Redskins on primetime. You can't yeah. put them on primetime TV. Please just never give us primetime games. And then you saw Davy on primetime and like all of the world saw how dumb he was in his <laughs> yeah. little like fifth inning interview. I've reached the point in my Davy hatred where I legitimately just get angry every time they show him on TV. First team. Yeah. And all mad about it. He's just dumb. And then the Davy defenders were like, "You're acting like a coach has a that much of a, a impact on the game." Um, it, maybe not in all games, but in baseball, yes, <laughs> especially National League baseball. Yeah. In it's all ba- all sports, <laughs> it, it, it's almost oh. like if we had a DH in the NL, like we could get oh, away with God. a better. Davey yeah, would have we to could think get away with like a lesser manager. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I'll take better baseball and a better manager if I had my choice. Is, is it, it better baseball it, if we're not baseball? doing if we're not doing as well and there's less offense? Uh, it attracts less in the fans. National League is better regardless of how my favorite that is subjective. That is subjective <laughs> regardless of the fact that they it's can't really win not. an All Star game that or a subjective. World Series. <laughs> yeah, that's subjective. <laughs> I don't care. I enjoy National League baseball much more than American League. Boring. Subjective again. You're boring, boomer. <laughs> no she's a gen xer gen xer okay (laughs) all right listen here kiddos were those those scooters from zoe 101 (laughs) i've never seen zoe 101 is that she doesn't know what that is oh that's jet x just kidding yeah jet x jet x just start thinking of star trek All right, so before we move on, um, let me tell you guys who are listening here about the DMV Sports Network. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you. Although, if you listen to this podcast, you've probably heard about this many times before. Um, There are shows about all the major sports teams in the DMV, as well as college sports, and a couple of shows that hit on all of that stuff the It's About Time DC show and the Dumb Thunder show. So, check them out wherever you get your podcasts, and uh, please be sure to leave them reviews and us and uh, subscribe wherever that well without further ado is it that time for uh one lovely lady c it is yes so we will uh play our interview with that one lovely lady c for you folks
All right, so for this next bit of the pod, we are going to welcome at one lovely lady C, whom you all know from Twitter. She won our contest, gets to do the podcast with us. Thanks for joining woot, us. Woot. Yay, Congrats. I'm so excited. Congrats. Thank you guys so much for having me on. Um, you know, guys, I hope you know at this point that I'm such a huge fan. I listen every week. It's just too bad that I can't tweet everything that I want to tweet. One sixteen is another. <laughs> I have to say your live tweets when you listen to the pod is like my favorite part of the week. I always wait. I'm like, oh, she hasn't listened to it yet. I haven't seen any tweets. And of course, the <laughs> oh, one podcast she didn't listen to right away, like was the one where she won. So like <laughs> it, it took her for like three days to realize that she won. <laughs> That's because I was gone. I was like in Minnesota. Then I was in Vegas. Then I was in North Carolina. I just was all over the place for work. And then I was like, I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. I don't know that I've even finished that episode yet. I'll be honest with you. I'm caught up <laughs> Fake on everything else. <laughs> <laughs> Fake yeah, I don't, I don't even know if you really won. I think Nat's post won. Oh, wow. Here we go. All right. Right along. I love Nat's post. Right along. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he loves okay. you too. <laughs> All right. So we are going to do our fair or foul segment, and we are and uh, at one little lady C is going to join us on our answers. So this should be fun. Yes. Yeah, okay. So it is. So, um, excuse me, Amanda. This is my segment, not yours. Thank you very much. I know. I was going to throw it over to you. Go ahead. She was just going <laughs> to set you up. Jeez. <laughs> Nick, please. This is business. All right. It's time for everyone's favorite monthly segment. This one is going to focus on the deadline. Um, you're going to be asked fair or foul. If you agree with it, fair. If you don't, foul. And maybe a sentence or two on why you're thinking. So let's just dive right on into it. <clears throat> fair or foul? Fair. Marshall should trade Michael A. Taylor for relief help. Fair. Fair. Foul. Oh, what? I think they should really? trade him. All right. <laughs> all right. Okay, so that's so all elaborate. the time we have Hold for on. One Lovely Lady C. <laughs> <laughs> So here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's not that I don't think that they should. I just don't think that they will. But I also have okay, questions about the quality of what we can give up. Um, and I, I just, I, I, I may be too negative in this sense. I'm just not rating the guys that we have on the farm high enough to really warrant it. And I don't think Michael Lay will really be like the pushing point. Do you know us at all? I mean, negativity is not like an issue. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're we've actually, got that covered. We're on, never on negative. Right. <laughs> we're just a whole heap of positivity over here. I think they should trade him. I don't know if they will, but he, if they could get like a whoopee cushion and a pack of gum, I'd be fine. Whatever they can get for Taylor is good for me. I just, he's, you know, I think there are some teams who would, they might not give us anybody spectacular, but there are some teams who would take him. Every coaching staff thinks they can fix a guy who's got upside potential, and he's shown flashes in the past. He just can't get it together in the plate, and his defense, of course, isn't as good as everybody thinks it is. But just I look at a uh, look at Brian Goodwin this year. He's rejuvenating his career a little bit. Um, I think they should, obviously, and I think they will, um, because. Zim just hit the aisle, and instead of recalling Matt, they actually recalled Andrew Stevenson ahead of Matt, which kind of tells me a lot that, I mean, they don't, I think Matt's time is done. His his chances are up, so uh, I, I think his time is done. Um, 
He's still a good glove, so we'll get something for him. But, I mean, he's not going to be a headliner in any any deal uh, we give up anyway. So, who knows? Uh, All right. There are... Fair or foul, not adding relief help will be an absolute travesty. Foul. Oh. Foul. Oh, all right, all right. (laughs) How the turntables have turned. (laughs) How the turntables. Okay, so the reason why. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. No, no, no. You're you're fine. The reason why I say foul is because. Okay. Just hear me out. This may sound a little incoherent here, but I'm I've just heard Amanda not... talk. <laughs> Don't go there. <laughs> but I, you see what I, I have to put up with? Do you see? <laughs> I'm just, I'm not sure if it's really worth it to make it crazy. Thank you. I mean, look, Thank I you. understand that the Nets are playing better, but like we will not erase April and May because that's just not going to happen. And 19 and 31 was a travesty and it was tragic. And um, while I'm glad that it's, that they're doing better now, I just don't know that it will be. And I also believe that at this point with the way that the Dodgers are playing, like it has to be their year. And so why mess up the little bit that we have on the farm for some moves that may not necessarily push us over the top? Yeah. And I mean, you pretty much hit every point I was going to make. Uh, the one thing I'll piggyback on is I said this last week or the two weeks ago. I just don't see a arm that's a relief arm that's available that's going to be like such a impact and swing the momentum in our favor over Atlanta or the Dodgers. Uh, like in 2016 when it was Chapman and Miller traded in the same deadline. There's not that arm. And um, there's not, like, any one arm in probably all of baseball that we could add to our bullpen and that one arm be enough. It has to be a full, like, renovation of the bullpen. So not it's going to be two, three moves at the minimum to make our bullpen competitive, and I just don't see it happening. So the fact that we kind of just stand pat and see – if we can make a run with what we have, doesn't sound like the worst thing in the world to me, just because to make two or three moves for quality arms, quality bullpen arms is going to cost us a lot. And it's not like we have much to buy with anyways. So I don't see it as an absolute loss. We're playing well with what we've got. So let's just write it out and see I if uh, we get lucky. Some sense, but I don't entirely. I think that they are here's I read this as they are going to be buyers. We know how the learners are. If they think there's any shot, they're going to be buyers. So to me, question isn't if they're going to buy it's what they're going to buy and if they're going to i don't want them to go get a fifth starter which a lot of people are talking about you know I yeah know that makes no sense yeah it's sucky, but I, sense. I would rather just deal with that if you're going to do anything i want it to be bullpen arms and i think like i agree with you completely nick it's got to be at least two or three arms we've got to completely make some changes in that bullpen if we're going to be competitive but i think it's that's the most likely thing that's going to happen and if they're going to be buyers i want to see I want to see at least two, maybe another, a good, a decent lefty and a decent righty would be a big improvement because there are a lot of games. We talk about how they can't gain any ground even though they've been playing so well, and that's true, but how many of those games could have been changed by one or two better arms in the bullpen? 
it genuinely seems like it seems like they when Davy or they collectively don't know which way to go, they just go with Matt Grace. <laughs> it's like, like the worst way to go. If you don't know, yeah, where but to go, it, it seems like every other game they're like, um, Matt Grace. Like, like he's just <laughs> the first name Davy can remember. When I see him up in the bullpen, throwing stuff at my TV. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now I know where your three-year-old gets it from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's got a pretty good arm. I got her a T. Got a little T with her, her first. She probably back. has a better ERA than Matt Grace too. Yeah, definitely better than Rosenthal. Oh, I mean that's a given. Who, by the way, threw scoreless innings at the Tigers the other day? Oh. <laughs> right? Didn't he have a good night out? I mean, that's that's good he for did. him. Yeah, he he had a error on a pickoff attempt of first that hit someone in the first <laughs> row. So I mean, it's pretty good for him. <laughs> I mean, oh it's pretty accurate. <laughs> All right. Fair or foul, the Nationals have the most to gain and lose from the deadline. Foul. Yeah, I'm going to go foul on this too. Oh, boy. Um, They have the most to gain and lose. Yeah, I'll do foul on that one. I say yeah, foul. Yeah, I I say foul just because of the market and not necessarily DC, but because it's not a LA, New York, or Boston. Boston's facing probably the biggest one in my opinion, just because they're coming off a World Series, they haven't performed well at all, and they're not in, even in a playoff position right now. So and they're like they're about to sell. Yeah, so they actually might sell, which no one saw coming. Um, New York's facing a big one. Uh, Ryan pointed out that. They haven't won all decade, so that's kind of a... They haven't even made an appearance <laughs> all decade, which would be the first yeah. time in their history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you check that fact? <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, mm-hmm. I mean, they're facing one just because of their tradition and history, not like us, where we just want to win a damn playoff series. Um, so they're facing a big one. And then the Dodgers are just trying to get over the hump, and it looks like they will be able to, or certainly they're probably the favorite, but, I mean, they're facing a deadline because, obviously, that's going to be their last chance to reinforce anything going forward because there's no waiver deadline this year. So, uh, off the top of my head, there's at least three teams that are more have more riding on the deadline than, uh, than the Nats do. Yeah. I, uh, I, I sometimes with all of that. Yeah, I do, too. I sometimes wonder, though, if, um, like, I think back to the preseason um predictions. I know a lot of people had the Nets still. I would I completely was baffled by. Um I'm wondering <laughs> Amanda had them winning the World Series, so just want to point that out. Yeah, somebody had to do it, right? It's a Nets <laughs> podcast. Well I was wondering like like I'm trying to figure out like how did we just completely overlook the Braves. Now here's the thing. I'm not fearful of the Braves like some people are. I actually think the Nets and the Braves are actually pretty evenly matched. Um I'll give them advantages in some spots, just like I'll give us advantages in some spots. Um, but I, I I also think that, so that's the first question, talking about the Braves. But the second question is, uh, I'm wondering also about if people will actually say, I hate to talk about 34, but if they'll say, well, you know, we probably shouldn't have rated them that high because they lost 34. 
I don't know. I don't. I don't really think that it it has a whole lot to do with Bryce, just because of the way he's played this year. I mean, he's heating up a little bit now, but I don't know that his absence has been the, you know, the the biggest thing in how they perform this year. To me, anyway. And as far as overlooking the Braves, I completely agree with you. I don't. I mean, they won the division last year. I don't know how anybody would would be overlooking them. Uh, they've been really good, but this this past series was a, a great example of it. You said they are very evenly matched. Those were close games, most of them, you know, until the bullpens got involved. But, you know, that yeah. first one accepted. But, you know, you can see these teams, you know, they've got some things they're better at. We've got some things we're better at. But I don't think that they're immensely better than the Nats. I can admit that I definitely thought the Braves' year last year wasn't as good as it seemed just because – it wasn't like they won the division. They just didn't lose it, and no one else really gave them a fight. Um, but I will say I underestimated them in regards that I did not see players like Soroka or Austin Riley or Max Fried or any Overrated. of the other guys they have uh, coming up in that I didn't see them uh, signing Dallas Keuchel, and I didn't think Josh Donaldson will be anything. So there's a... I underestimated them in that regard because I didn't see all of their other reinforcements coming. I just thought it was Acuna, Freeman, and then a little bit of Albies. So, I mean, they're a very good team, but yeah, I'm not exactly afraid of them either. It's because no team in NL is actually that good besides the Dodgers. Like, this year is so open because it's the Dodgers and then everyone else is incredibly mediocre. Yeah. Yep. It's the Dodgers to lose, that's for sure. Yeah, but, you know, that's a good way of putting it. Question: As far as who has the most to lose or gain from the deadline, I definitely don't think it's the Nats. Um, just in in the sense that, to me, whoever has the most to gain or lose is somebody who, if you make the right moves, has a shot at the World Series. I don't think there's any moves the Nats can make that makes them a World Series contender at this point. I do think that they could make the playoffs and that they may even get out of the first round if they make the right Bold. moves. But I, I don't see them getting any further than that. So I wouldn't say they have the most. I think there's zero shot. I actually might enjoy the playoffs if the Nats win the well. I mean, if the Nats make it, I because would enjoy I, it if I have I have zero things. expectations. <laughs> like because before I was like, man, if we can just do this, maybe World Series. I don't know. But now it's like Dodgers. So I'm like, oh eh, well, if we win a game, I'll be happy. Like it, yeah. it's it's an, it's a nice crazy. place to be in. <laughs> I like it. I like it. the key to happiness is low expectations. I say it. All yep. The time. That's why my parents are proud right. of me. <laughs> my mother told me that. It's the best piece. All right. <laughs> Lastly, we kind of touched up on this, but uh, fair or foul, the Nationals cannot afford to give away prospects to fix the bullpen. Uh, I don't. I'm foul. going to. I'm going to say yeah. I'm going to say foul. I probably. I don't. Say fair. Yeah, I don't. Oh, fair. Okay. I'm um, saying fair. I don't think they can trade top prospects like a key boom or even uh, what's the other shortstop we have? Garcia. Yeah, he's the hell out of here talking about key boom. No, no. Yeah, but uh, I'm saying he's probably a better trade chip down the road like like I said there's not that one I, I, maybe Shane Green but 
even still, he's not like the sexy name. Um, there's not that one guy who's worth like betting the farm on. And like I said earlier, it's going to take two, three arms. So, I mean, maybe I can see where you would say fair, but uh, I think it was Jesse Doherty who brought up the point, like the trade for Kelvin Herrera last year, it was two like middle of the road prospects who will probably never see the big leagues, maybe even triple a. And I mean, that really cost us nothing and our farm already sucked. So it didn't really hurt us right. much. And it also gained Anyways. us nothing, but you know, he was just yeah. a disappointment. I expected a lot more out of Herrera. Than right. But we still got the deal done, which is, I mean, yeah. kind of what the question is asking. Rizzo is good. We, we, you know, we complain about Rizzo occasionally on this pod. It's anybody who listens to it might know. I just but, like complaining. You know, he is very good at making, making those trades and, and stuff that making trades you don't think he'd be able to make. So when you say right now they have to figure out how to shore up their bullpen without going over the luxury tax and without raiding the farm, and that seems impossible, but I bet he thinks a couple of things. You know, trade the next Blake Trine and Felipe Vasquez. <laughs> but here's the problem that I have with this. It's such a buyer's market now. I don't know that middle of the pack, you know, middle of the pack prospects will, will do anything. Like we're going I, to yeah, have to, I, yeah. So. I can see that. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, no, it's okay. I'm just uh, like we got the Kelvin Herrera deal done like early June or July last year, like way before. Yeah, it was, it was point point being, it was way before the trade deadline, and at that point, I, the earlier you are into the season, obviously, the more te- the more teams consider themselves to be contenders. So that was like a prime like Herrera's value never was probably the highest at that point aside from on the trade deadline because it was so early and you were getting him for so much of the season and we were able to get that deal done but I do see what you're saying it's just it, it really depends yeah, who we're going after if we're going last after someone completely like, different I get it, yeah. but if we're going after someone like Shane Green, who's controllable, yeah, the price is obviously going to be get higher because you're paying for the years, too. If it's like a rental, then yeah, I, I think we can get away with just uh, like I not really giving up anything. I don't, yeah, I don't want to see them give up much of anything because the farm's so depleted. I would like to see them, if they can do it, give away some prospects we've never heard of and will probably never get to the big leagues or you know, some guys, even if they're not anybody to write home about who are better than what we've got because an average bullpen this year would have been the Nats would have a hell of a lot more wins than we have right now because their bullpen is just absolutely atrocious. So if they can see right. without spending too much get a bullpen that's decent, then I would like to see that. That's not going to happen because the entire National League except for the Marlins is within six games of the wild card. We may only have about seven or eight teams selling with 12 contenders wanting the same thing. They're all going to want to improve their bullpens. Every single one of these relievers is going to have an astronomical price tag on it. The Nats can't meet that. The Nats have the 29th ranked farm system. And so if you don't give up the prospects, you have to take on the money. When you have $6 million to play with, you can't take on the money. No, I agree. If it works out that way, I'd like to see them just stand pat. I'd rather see them stand I don't want to see that, but I'd rather see them stand pat than raid the farm any further. If they can do it for cheap, then great. If they can't, then we'll just ride with the ride with the arms we have and see where that takes us. 
See, I'm kind of on the opposite side, though, because I think if we do make trades, it should be for controllable arms, because I don't see the point of giving up prospects for someone who we're not more than likely going to have on the team next year. So if we're going to trade, we might as well trade for someone who's going to stick around for a while. I hear you, but I don't. I just feel like they're, I don't think they're going to resign Rendon, so there's going to be money to spend next year. So and they're resetting the luxury tax, you know, after not going over this year. So I just I'd yeah. I mean, if we're gonna, not I, I'm I'm with Nick on this one. If we're gonna give up uh, anything, it has to be for controllable. They think they it has can make to. a run this year. I, um, I would I would probably flip my wig if. I mean, if, if they're gonna, if they think they can make a run, they might as well just go all. But at the same time, but it just depends what their mindset is. Type situation. Yeah, and I just don't crazy. know that anyone is really worth it. Facts. Facts. All right. So that was it for fair or foul. Um, let's do Twitter questions. Best part of the Twitter week. questions. Oh, this is fun. Okay. First one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> At H Rooney eight says, should the Nats try and make a trade for a fifth starter before the deadline? We kind of just talked about this, but. What do you guys think? I say firmly no. I I, I think this yeah. is like the one of the like least areas of need because you have uh, both who went six one run. You had went Fetty who went six one run and probably should have gone more. Um, and then even Joe Ross's start, like yeah, he had a rough first inning with a lot of pitches and obviously two runs. But I mean. He, out of a fifth starter, I think it was a competent start. He left the game with yeah. only three runs. I mean, that that's a very competent start, and it's especially how much he's been like asked of this season with his like random eighth inning appearances when he's like training to be a starter. Uh, I I think Ross is only going to get better from here on out if they continue to use him as a starter. Um, I will say that the using those three as kind of a just like rotation of of themselves for that fifth spot is kind of like displaying them for trade. So I do think one of them gets traded uh, and that's going to be like the main headliner for any trade we see that helps the bullpen. Um, but I think any, I would be comfortable with any one of them uh, filling in that fifth starter. I don't think we need to like give a prospects like we just talked about for a fifth starter when we have three guys, even four, if you can include Helixson when he comes back. If he comes back, I don't even know where he is. Yeah, I um, forgot about health. His face on the Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, basically. So, I mean, arguably four guys uh, that could fill out that fifth spot. And so I, I, I don't see the need for a fifth starter. I think before I even attempt to answer the question, I just want to know, where did this rumor start? Like, who, who, who came up with this idea that the Nets needed a fifth starter? I mean, I mean where did this... I, I think it's just um, because of the carousel, because you see a different guy starting that fifth day all the time. I mean, we've had three. Uh, I mean, granted, Max hit the, hitting the IL kind of shifted it a little bit, but just because we have a different fifth starter seems every turn in the rotation. So I think just because people like stability. Um, I personally the same Nats fans who think every single player DFA should be signed well, by the Nats. <laughs> Matt Harvey. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it would be a huge waste of resources to even think about considering a fifth starter. What's the point? I mean, between Fetty, Buck, and, and Joe Ross, if they're going to keep him in that role, um, I mean, they're they're fine. And 
we'll probably have some days coming up where we can probably even get away with skipping a starter here and there. Um, I no, no, they should not. I mean, the answer is really simple. No, they should not get a fifth starter. <laughs> I don't even. Yeah, I'll stop it. And we can talk <laughs> about it more, but the answer is just no, and nothing else needs to be said. <laughs> yeah, that's the least, the last thing they need to do. I can think of a lot of things I'd rather. I'd rather see them go after a bat than a fifth starter. I would rather see them go after yeah, they, they need infield bat because I feel like Trey mm-hmm. and Anthony need days off. Although I feel like how we can play third, but you know he's another one that goes missing for whatever reasons. Davy and Davy, right? Yeah, I mean they need a lot. They need bullpen. They could use another impact bat off the bench, and uh, they could use Jesus too. So couldn't we all? Yeah. All right, let's go on to the next one. At Midnight BB says, can one to two trades realistically fix our bullpen? Do we even have the prospects to trade away at the moment to get us some valuable picks? Kind of already talked about um, this. Um, fix the bullpen, yes. Prospects, no. Yep. Yeah, I mean, if in a world where we get like Will Smith and Shane Green, yeah. I mean, you have Green, Smith, and Doolittle. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty good. We wouldn't really need much else. And like all the other guys we have, we wouldn't have to ask as much as we are now. So we could probably get by with that. So yeah, it could fix our bullpen, but I agree with Ryan. We don't really have prospects to get both. Yep. I think the one or two guys that could fix the bullpen are going to be out of reach because other teams are going to be a little bit bit higher. Yeah. I mean, the Dodgers still have an insane farm system. The Yankees are going to be willing to overpay. So, I mean, yeah, that's, two top teams right like there that can outfit us. Like most teams would kill to have Frazier and they just sent him down. <laughs> sent him down because they've got one. God, team. I would kill to have Frazier. Adam Eaton sucks. <laughs> we all know how you feel about Adam Eaton. <laughs> I just had to mention it this episode. Uh-oh, here oh. come the Adam Eaton stands. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we get it all. Yeah, riding their boomer <laughs> missiles. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> Mackie one four one four one four says, "Should we regard the road trip as a success? Feels like they could have done so much better, like beat Philly, the Robles home run in Saturday's game. They could have taken three out of four in Atlanta. I think two statements were made this week. Number one, we're legit contenders. Number two, we need a bullpen. Uh, it should not be a success because we are exactly where we started the road trip. We're still the same amount of games back." Or not the road trip, but the Brave series. I mean, um, still the amount of same back, but now we have less games to catch them. So I, I don't see how in any world this is a success. Completely agree. It wasn't a success. It, yeah, that's because I'm always right. Amanda, you need to take note. I mean, if you if you had <laughs> aspirations. Yeah. I, I thought you said you were going to agree with me. when you. Oh, I'm sorry. Answer. I forgot. I'm sorry. Okay, this will be the last one I've got. <laughs> if you had aspirations, I I mean, she's about to like be our new host, and then <laughs> the only way you'll be back on Amanda is if you win a contest. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> so what I'll say is, if you have hopes and aspirations for the division, then this was a complete failure. You had to walk away with at least gaining one game. I mean, two would have been great, of course, but you you just had to walk away with at least gaining one game. You had to get at least one, I think. 
especially given that, you know, you're about to play them again next Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Because today is whatever day it is. So whenever they come back. Um, but six and a half, no. Mm -mm. Sorry. Yeah, I uh, I think I would call the road trip in its entirety a success, but I wouldn't call the Atlantic series a success. I expected the split. That was my prediction. I expected a split series. Um, you know, they needed at least three in order to gain any ground. But, you know, I the, the road trip itself wasn't terrible. I just think that at this point they need to – people who think we're going to catch the Braves, I mean, it could happen, but I don't think it's likely. It hasn't been likely, and the more games you play against them without gaining many games – less likely to jump. So I guess I would say the, the road trip, sure, but not the Atlanta series for me. And I also disagree with this point that he thinks we're legit contenders. I think we're not legit contenders because of his very next point that we need a bullpen. If we we're like <laughs> a contender, yeah, we would have a, a at least a competent bullpen, which we do not have whatsoever. We don't also don't have a competent Ooh, manager and say, combine the two yeah. and it's just like a dumpster fire. Yeah. So I was just about to say, even if he had a good bullpen, maybe in his usage of it, I just feel like he exasperates it. Like yeah, it just makes a worse situation even worse. It it baffles me. The uh, picture of Doolittle like completely baffled that he didn't pitch what was it, game two of the Brave series? No, he was he so had him get up with the bases loaded funny. and then two seconds later Davy goes out to the mound. So Doolittle and Nor were just like beside themselves trying to figure out what the hell he was doing. That like was that is literally so his tenure funny. as a coach in one picture. They are all Oh my god. What the hell is Davy? I mean that was off that was a He's so I dumb. Think they might be we could be legit contenders for a playoff spot, but we're definitely not legit any sort of playoff success with Davey is like worst case scenario because that just like right, buys some time about to say. if we fix the well, I beat you to it. tomorrow and we did great and then we got to the playoffs Davey's just straight up <laughs> pretty much I try not to even talk about Davey anymore at this point he gets on my goddamn uh, ooh, sorry <laughs> I was a family podcast. I'm sorry. Huh? <laughs> he gets on my dang nerves. I was doing so good. Yeah. Well, at least you're not one of those people that talks about Dusty every other sentence. No, I mean he's done. What's done is done. I mean, and I, every time I think about Davy, I think back to that stupid um, press conference when he was like, "I was born here to, to win playoffs and champions, and this and this, that, and that." And I'm like, fool, what champion are you winning yet? You with your mediocre self. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you even have that word in your mouth? Stop Ooh. it. Yeah. Mm. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And if we're going to take a second to talk about Davey, I think we should just throw out there. There's been a lot of talk on Twitter this week about where are all the Davey people complaining now that the Nats are winning? I have never stopped complaining about Davey. He's an awful manager. No one has. In spite of him, <laughs> not absolutely. He does not just selective. Tweet viewing. Turnaround. Most certainly doesn't deserve to be manager of the year. What the hell are these people talking about? This manager. It's like people say Victor Robles should win the uh, Gold Glove this year. <laughs> yes, Cy Young. Oh man, what a year! <laughs> Seven outfield assists from center field. Cy Young candidate. <laughs> hey man, throwing ninety five from the outfield. <laughs> I know. Well, there have been a couple of great outfield assists lately, but has everyone forgotten the first couple of months of the season? Good lord. Yeah. A lot of people have forgotten. And, I mean, just comparing him to Pete Alonso, there's no, co yeah, like, no. 
or Paddock right. or Tatis. All but. right. Well, there's two burning questions from America. Uh oh. From America. I'm at yeah. America. Ask these questions. <laughs> Question one: Who is better? Captain America Iron or Man. Iron Man? Iron Man. Captain America. Iron, I mean, Iron America Man. should know this. Uh, America should, should know this. Should out right now. I mean, his name isn't Iron America. He doesn't represent all of America because he's not good enough. <laughs> Chelsea, yeah. what's your rebuttal? He, no, 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 no. I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. What's wrong with Iron Man? is Nuts. that he has so much money and he's so full of himself. <laughs> and who does that remind you of that's in power in our country right now? So I, I don't think Iron Man's the best person to be putting your your loyalty behind. Completely offended if you compare Iron Man to someone that is not deserving of even his name. I wish you could see me right now because my neck is okay? So let me start right there. Let's just, let me say this. If it wasn't for Iron Man, Thanos would still be walking his behind all around thinking that he done won the war. Iron Man. Same thing with Captain America. S say what now? Pretty, pretty sure that, it, that, that entire that, that entire battle Iron Man spent on his butt. And Cap fought Thanos one on one. Yeah, Cap needed um, everyone else to win against Thanos. <clears throat> so did Iron needed, Man. What Cap do you mean? needed everyone else for to win against Thanos. If it wasn't for Iron Man coming back, so did no, Iron Man. Iron Man could have done it without Cap. All right, out of out of Captain America and Iron Man, who got stabbed? Go ahead, I'll wait. <laughs> Who's alive? You know what? <laughs> Go ahead, I'll wait. Well, I hope you people who are listening to this have seen Avengers Endgame because, spoiler alert. <laughs> the spoiler ban's been you lifted. Know, uh, <laughs> Iron Man actually sacrificed Captain America with his selfish hand. <laughs> I almost did it again. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. That is America's ass we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, look, there was a tweet. Um, All I could say is I like the. the oh, sorry, I was going to say there was a tweet floating around about how um, Marvel said that they were actually going to end it with Captain America getting decapitated. And I was just like, that was the end. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> is the ending that America <laughs> Not that lame ending. Yeah, you can't see you can't see Nick right now, but he is sobbing that you just said that. <laughs> <laughs> he's got nothing because he's crying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh huh. During the movie, when uh, with Cat versus Iron Man is, I will take the arrogant, sarcastic anti-hero over the uptight. Woohoo! You know, I don't think Iron Man's an anti-hero. Maybe it's a girl thing. I don't know. Girl power. But I love Iron Girl power. <laughs> so, yeah. There you go. All right. Well. Split decision on who's So, <laughs> question two, burning from America, fresh off the presses. Um, it is sweet potato fries or heart hot garbage. Change my mind. But Why? Yeah, that, that's yeah, that's not a, <laughs> that's not a question. Change my mind. I don't think they're hot garbage, but they're not. They're not as they're not as good as like 
regular, regular fries. fries. Who, eats, who still eats <laughs> yeah. regular fries at this I'm... point? <laughs> uh, me. I eat them. Who eats? Who eats? I like regular fries. fries. I'm doing the keto diet, so I don't eat them as often as I'd like. But they're. Fat. You're on the taquito diet. <laughs> that would be way better. <laughs> like, I, that's what it sounded like. No keto, keto diet, no carbs. My grandpa calls them taquitas. <laughs> that's really. Kelsey funny. was one of the the twelve percent who voted that sweet potato <laughs> fries are better than regular fries, so I had to call her out on the show. <laughs> Yeah, she's in the minority <laughs> for sweet potato fries and the minority for Iron Man, too. You better join with this hero. I think we need a who's better capper Iron Man poll. <laughs> we need a poll. All right, I'll tweet it out. Answer correctly, America. And I have to say, sweet potatoes, I like sweet potatoes and I eat them, but fries are a joke. They're not fries. Stop talking. Amanda. Sweet potato sweet fries are like the, 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 the curly fry that you accidentally find. Sorry. Yeah, like... I said, I thought we were going to uh, be oop. on each other's side. <laughs> well, I don't know. You know, I guess Girl I had, pride. I had to get off. I, I know, I had to get off. Girl power. <laughs> Left me a couple of times. So. <laughs> Just breaking your own quote there. <laughs> See what Iron Man does to Got people. Any more uh, Twitter questions? Or is that all? We have a, um, I mean, the best part of the show. Come on. Oh, yeah, but that's not a Don't tweet. We? we don't have a tweet here. There's no worst tweet of the week. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's not doing it. No, I'm not doing it. Oh, right, well, no, best tweet of the week. Peace and harmony is... up on this podcast. We're... Best tweet of the week. We'll do best tweet of the, the week show is uh, to our, our best, our best heater. That's at Nat's post. I heard he's really handsome. Um, <laughs> so everyone should give him a follow. Slide those DMs. He, I hear he's saving himself. Sources confirm he is saving himself. Or one person in particular. And if you enjoy spicy posts and lots of cursing, you should definitely follow at one lovely Ruby C on Twitter. One of my favorite to check her out. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, guys. I hope we can do this again. Hopefully next time I won't have to sneak into another office since I'm at my part time. I'm actually glad. <laughs> <laughs> well, to do it again. I'm glad that the desk game got canceled because I was going to right. Thanks so much. We're gonna... <laughs> well, I'm glad it all came together finally. <laughs> all right. Well, that's going to do it for us. Thank you guys for listening as always. Um, please be sure to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to leave us a review, we'd really appreciate that too. You can get me on Twitter at 78, <laughs> don't even know my own Twitter handle, at awhite7877. And you can find Nick and Ryan at DC Natchak and the show at Half Street High Heat. And don't forget to check out dndsportsnetwork.com and follow them on Twitter as well at dnd underscore snf. You guys got anything else before we go? Uh, clearly, Captain America is better. That's all I got to say. Um, I think I think I have firmly won that uh, that argument, and she had her chance to uh, defend herself, and she did not do a good job. She just got triggered. Um, she just got so triggered. I mean, that's like a typical <laughs> Iron Man. Well, stand. we're gonna let you listeners decide because it's gonna be a poll. We'll put it up probably tomorrow or the next. He does know what's good. Yeah. Um, I want to say thank you again for 
one lovely lady C for joining yeah, the show. Yeah, Mrs. Nat's post. Mrs. Nat's post. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. You guys are going to get and blamed that. on Twitter when she listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> but Just yes, so she'll thank get you so much for pole. joining us. And we, that was really fun. We'll do another uh, contest sometime in the near future so we can get another listener on. That was awesome. Yeah, maybe. It won't be rigged. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, thanks for joining us, guys. Good night. Later. Good morning. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.